It's the Michelle the Trainer Show with your host, Michelle the Trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer. Aloha and welcome to episode 23 of the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today we've got our very special guest star, Dave Bullis who was my very first podcast guest, back. Dave Bullis is a Philadelphia-based filmmaker. In 2016, Dave won first place in the Robert McKee Cartoon Contest, and his podcast, the Dave Bullis Podcast, hit its 100th episode. We welcome Dave. We're going to learn how to write a screenplay using Final Draft. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. And have a wonderful day. Thank you. Today's very special guest star is my very first guest ever returned, Dave Bullis from the Dave Bullis Podcast. Good morning, Dave. Oh, good morning, Michelle. Thank you very much for having me back. Even though it's like night for both of us, right? (laughs) They don't need to know that. I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. So much has changed since my first podcast. Okay. So now you're going to turn me into a screenplay writer kicking and screaming because I just want to like write this by hand in my journal and then, you know, throw it over the fence and be, you know, discovered like in the old days. But you know everything about screenwriting. Tell me everything. <laughs> uh well well thank you very much for the for the sell, Michelle. I appreciate that. And I didn't mean to make that rhyme, by the way. Um, you know, I I, I actually got into screenwriting years ago. Um it was just like sort of like a little hobby for me. And then I started to realize I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked movie making, and this is when I was in business school, and I started to focus less on business school and more on the screenwriting aspect of things. And, you know, over the years I've done different things. With it, with screenwriting and and directing and producing and and filmmaking as a whole, and you know this year uh, I actually won uh, a contest. I won I won first place, and actually next month, which will be April, I'm going to go up to New York to attend the um, Robert McKee seminar. That was the competition I won, and uh, now I, I'm I'm getting a uh, the whole weekend package for free. So uh, you know, and, and then. About 2014, I became a final draft ambassador, or maybe it was 2015, I can't remember. But basically, you know, I get to see what final draft is coming up with next. I get to send them feedback of what's going on. And, you know, basically, screenwriting, the formatting hasn't changed over the years. Uh, Basically, since, I don't know, maybe even the 20s or 30s, if you want to get technical about it. But, you know, it's basically the every screenplay needs to sort of look the same it's it's basically has the formatting of a slug line you have your action line you have characters you have your dialogue uh you have some parentheses if you need it and basically you know that's what you should focus on some people put in transitions uh, i feel you don't need that stuff unless it's absolutely critical to the screenplay okay so you know, so wait 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 so if i all right i got as far as like going to final draft and then you can get a free trial yeah and then after the free trial what, I mean, like, what do you do once you have it? Like, let's say I wanted to, what's the simplest template I could start with to create some content and know that I'm doing it in these classic screenwriting parameters, writing within their, what other people in the industry understand. If you want to do a film, uh, the which is probably what most people want to do, 
it, there's this scripts template. And if you if you expand that, you're going to see tons of them. You're going to see one from the BBC, Broadway musical, uh, screenplay format, Warner Brothers screenplay format. I need Los uh, Angeles simple. <laughs> <laughs> so you just gonna, there's just one called screenplay. Uh-huh. Uh, it's literally just so called screenplay all by itself. So if you click that, it will actually launch a brand new project. And now you're ready to get started. And literally, see, this, this is the one thing, you know, when you're writing with pen and paper, um, now I'm going to tell you, Michelle, I actually love writing with pen and paper because I like to get away from screens for a while and I just like to sort of write the old-fashioned way. But when you're writing either, you know, uh, on the computer or with a pen and paper, the idea is you just want to flow. You just want to move. You don't want to get hung up on anything. And a lot of screenwriting software was was that that was the problem was that you know you had to st- sort of stop and think about you know what comes next what does this well that's where screenplay software now is sort of going is they want you to flow with them so final draft it's it they're on version 9 right now and with you know with every iteration they sort of add a lot of new features and they sort of are are getting to a certain you know a certain point where it's sort of going to have everything under the sun, but but just for now. Sure, because you know, ten years ago, I don't think they had all these templates, and the word template scares the hell out of me. Really, it does. Well, yeah, exactly, because like uh, you know, like if for instance, under this template, you know, there's like TV scripts you can look at, like Family Guy. There's graphic novel scripts, and there's even just text uh, documents that you know, like a query letter, an outline, and it's just stuff that they sort of put it up. Is this there a treatment? Thing. Yes, there is. There's a treatment in there as well. Oh, that's nice to know. So that way, you know, whatever you're setting out to write, it's it's going to look like an industry industry standard. So that way, if you do happen to send this to somebody, you're obviously going to bump it out into a PDF. But that way, when if you you're somewhere and I'm somewhere and we each have a copy of the script, and I say open to page fifty, we each don't have a different page fifty. We have the same <laughs> page fifty, and that way everyone knows we're always on the same page, literally. And uh, you know that that's why. You know, a lot of the screenplay software over the years has come and gone, but Final Draft has, has been here for a while. I mean, it, I think it's been here since the early 90s, like 92, 93. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, and, and you know. I actually uh, worked right underneath them for a while. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, in a different company. Yes. You know, in the Los guy Angeles, who, yeah. You know, the guy who uh, who started Final Draft is from Philadelphia. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and. and uh, Dave is in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listeners, commuters. Yeah, uh, so. You know, uh, he he sort of uh, decided to go out to L.A. to become a screenwriter and uh, never came back. So uh, it, it's a dream I have as well. But <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, it has stayed here through all the years. You know, for instance, there was a screenwriting software called Sophocles. Sophocles was amazing for the time, and now they they got bought out. I forget who they got bought out by. I want to say Screenwriting Magic, or and uh, but they they now it's it's just nothing. So now, you know, there's no new updates for it. It has been updated in probably 10 years. There's only basically, there's two or three screenwriting software that, that everyone knows. And Final Draft is always the one you, you hear about the most. And so when, when you do open up this template that, you know, Michelle, you have, you have opened up with just screenplay. Uh-huh. So if you, even, even if you just to start to mess around, you know, the first thing, obviously you see the smart type pops up and it gives you options interior, exterior or interior, exterior. And basically, you know, you're typing in interior, whatever, let's just say a hallway, house, whatever, dash. And we're going to say day. And now it's now there we go. Now we can just keep going. Now, the beauty of what what Final Draft does is and other screenwriting software does this as well, is it remembers the slug lines. 
So the slug lines are like the where whether it's going to be, whether it's going to be inside or outside, what the location is, and whether it's daytime or nighttime. And and that's what I was talking about earlier with the industry standard. That's how you know all the screenplays you write have to look. They all have to have that same type of uh, uh, of temp, sort of template of look. Uh, until you get to be like you know uh, you know a Hollywood big shot, then you can sort of break a lot of rules and and know and everyone will call you a genius. But if you do it before then, Michelle, everyone's going to call you an amateur. I so what about <laughs> if I want to put a song? Like let's say I, I have a specific song, you know, or I'm writing a musical. Is there any way to put that in without me creating my own punctuation? Well, if you're going to write, put a song into a screenplay, and there's a couple variations of that. Like let's just say there's a song in the background. I would say don't do it. There was uh, Quentin Tarantino actually had an interview about that, and he somebody got a hold of one of his screenplays, and they saw that he wanted to have a song in there, and they proceeded to just try to muscle the production out of more money because they're like, hey, it's already written in the screenplay. You must really want this song. From my experience, if you, you can pretty much just write any old song unless it's absolutely critical for the story. I would just put like, you know, a song plays in the background of the jukebox or something like that. And um, if you're going to have somebody sing, uh, like a character just sing, that's something different. Basically, all you would do is, you know, you would put the character's name like Tom and then parentheses sings. And then you could, you know, just write out what he's actually singing. Uh, you know, there's uh, and a musical obviously is completely different than a screenplay. Different template, right? Exactly. Template. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's so how a headachey are these templates? Is this going to be like every other template in my life where I feel like Snoopy fighting with that folding chair, you know, that the same sort of, is there frustrations with the template or like, like you said, does it just kind of flow? Because screenplays look sort of simple. They're sort of like black text on white. It doesn't look like there's a lot of gooey boxes or anything to be frustrating. Is it easy? Yeah. I, I mean, I find it easy. Um, you know, I, I find it that once you finally start just, you know, and, and the thing I always tell people is too, if you're new to screenwriting as a whole, uh, just go look at screenplays. Just look at professional screenplays. And now, you know, more and more uh, movies that you see in, in theaters, they're just giving out their screenplays because they, they see that people want to read them. Uh, so, like, you know, like Nightcrawler had a, had a very interesting style of screenplay. I would not recommend if you ever read screenplays, read that one first because that, again, just what I said a couple minutes ago, the guy who wrote that actually uh, broke a lot of the rules. And if you actually did that in the beginning – you know, they would say, well, sure. what the hell is this? Don't read Tarantino first, right? Yeah, because right. <laughs> yeah, Tarantino has his own way of, of doing things. Um, and, and he does his things. The, yeah, really, when you read a, a Tarantino screenplay, you know it's a Tarantino screenplay. Uh, you know, and, and, and there's a few other people that are like that as well. And, uh, you know, as you when you start to read other, other screenplays and you start to see how, how it looks, you sort of get okay, this is what I have to do. It's not like a novel where each novel is completely different. And if you and you or I decided to just, you know, leave pages blank or, you know, write huge font here and small font there, that's just artistic touches you can get away with on a novel. With a screenplay, it's sort of like a blueprint for the movie. And this is sort of like an invitation for everyone to collaborate. And honestly, that's sort of like the, the best way to think about it because you want, you know, the cinematographer to take a look at, read this script and sort of start getting pictures in his head. You want the actors to start, oh, I would I really like to play this character. You want the costume people to start putting together what these characters are going to wear. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And that's 
that's sort of the 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 trick of screenplay. Has to too. be a very clear map of the entire story. Exactly. So so if I have Final Draft and I have it on my laptop and my desktop, are they going to sync the story, or I save it in my own like on the cloud, and then I can grab my own version? And and is that how? Um, if I'm on page seven on my PC, then that's how I'm on page seven on my laptop. Do they talk to each other, or, or it's just based on where we store the file? Based on where you store the file. Okay. So it, it, you know, a lot of these actually, a lot of these screenwriting software uh, companies actually recommend you use Dropbox. Uh, for instance, like Celtics or Celtics, wherever you want to pronounce it, sure. they use Dropbox for everything. Interesting. Uh, and um, they actually, you know, they used to be a free company, but now you have you obviously have to pay for everything now because they want you to use their storage. Um, so, um, but like you know, with Final Draft, that's the way I, I usually do things. Is I actually just save the Dropbox. Okay, understood. And I think with a license, you do get more than one machine. Do you know? You get two. Right. So that does help the the mobile versus office. Um, and so what what have, what have you written recently, uh, personally, in Final Draft, Dave? Well, uh, I actually have been, you know, dabbling in the graphic novel. Um, I actually have four issues done of it that um, I'm, I'm going to put on my website for free. But I wrote the all of these, every single issue. Give me another there. example of a graphic novel. Was Walking Dead a graphic novel? Or a yes. Comic book? Yeah, it, it was a graphic Well. It started off, I think, as one issue, which would be a comic book, and then it slowly became a graphic novel. Uh, you know, the, there's a um, the guy behind it. He actually gave a great interview, uh, which is, his name is Robert Kirkman. He gave a great interview. Uh, I believe it was on the um, Nerdist podcast about uh, how he was coming up with all that. And basically, he was just churning stuff out. And if he broke even, you know, that's he sort of had a, that was sort of a good time. Uh, but um, but now. Uh, you know, like the, the Walking Dead. You know, like you just said. You know that that started off just as one issue. And what you know? genre would that be, for example? Because don't we sort of have to pick, especially an amateur? Don't you sort of have to pick a genre or category, or you know, you can't get too creative when you're starting out, right? Yeah, I mean, with a genre, I mean, you, you're you're basically it, it's good to have a genre. What is your I mean, genre for the graphic novel? Uh, it's just comedy. It's uh, just comedy. Yeah. Just comedy. Like, what's oh. the difference between like fantasy and sci-fi? Base well, basically, fantasy is sort of like the umbrella of a lot of things. Like horror is it is under the umbrella um, under the umbrella of fantasy. Interesting. Uh, um, because basically, you know, with stuff like sci-fi, uh, you know what you're gonna basically. If I tell you I'm writing a sci-fi graphic novel, or you're gonna see a sci-fi movie, you kind of have expectations. At some point, you kind of okay, I know what I'm in for. Uh, I mean, look at superhero movies. If I you know, drag you to another superhero movie, you kind of know what you're going to get. You kind of have, okay, there's an origin story, uh, from, you know, and there's the cat, I mean, look, look, Captain America, you know, he, you know, he's a, a, a very small, very skinny, very underdog type of guy. Um, the origin story is he becomes a super soldier, becomes a super soldier. Well, on the flip side of that, here comes, you know, the protagonist and then they're going back and forth. And, you know, you, you can, you know, you sort of know sure. some of the beats of that, of what the movie's going to take. And, you know, that, that's sort of like when I, when anybody sits down and they know their genre, you have to know what the tropes are of your genre. And then you can sort of play around with it from there. So like, you know, if, if you're going to write, you know, a road trip movie, 
uh, you know, there's tropes of road trip movies. If you're going to write a trope about a horror, you know, a horror movie about people. But are we going to find that in Final Draft? Like you obviously, did you, wait, did you look for a comedy screenplay template or you just, or you did a, you did a comedy graphic novel, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So like everything's going to be written. Oh, okay. Let me, I don't want to, I don't want to say what I was just about to say. So everything's going to look with the templates. You're going to be able to write however if you want to write a horror film a horror screenplay or a comedy screenplay you're still going to use the screenplay template you're just going to have a different style of writing it you know if you're writing a comedy screenplay there's got to it's got to be sort of light it's got to be you know there's got to be a lot of setup of jokes a lot of the, the the scene description has to be different you know if you're writing a horror film the scene description has to always keep that tension going that sort of that macabre atmosphere that you want to keep going and you know, this is why I always go back to if you want to find if you like, you know, Family Guy, for instance, and you want to write something similar to Family Guy, I would go out and find those screenplays and then you could find them online and then just sort of take it from there. You know, so that way when you're writing whatever, it's like a, in a screenplay format, that template is always going to be the same, though. It's sure, I like reading thoughts. the Saturday Night Live skits. I think those are very fun, simple reads to see how they do the setup and keep the mood and keep, you know, and they're short. So you can read a large variety of them. Yeah, absolutely. So your graphic novel, when can we read a piece of it? That's a good question. Uh, so <laughs> as soon as soon as I can actually get it up on my website, there's a few things I want to do on my website I first. I know, I'm kind of sad. Why didn't I get it first, man? What's up with that? <laughs> if you want, I could send it to you tonight. Uh, it's it's uh, it's all on Dropbox right now, and I'm just going to embed it with a counter on, uh, on my website. But there's like a couple of things I want to do do first but I actually think that it actually corresponds with the 100th episode of my podcast so it's actually going to be pretty cool to sort of have it oh, co you know. when is that that is actually next Tuesday Day. so yeah so that would be um, March the 15th excellent yeah so that's good to know so that gives me a little bit of direction to know how to do the fundamentals you know reading through the final draft paperwork finding the trial version installing it knowing that it could be on two machines knowing to start on screenplay, knowing that you can pretty much Google a sample screenplay or script or skit. They're much more widely available for people that want to learn to write in this genre, write themselves, to have somebody else who wants to write if they want to inspire. Maybe they have a movie watcher or a TV watcher in the house and they want to convert them from a from couch to creator. <laughs> I think all of this is great. You know, we all have an opportunity now to make a little bit of noise online. I know Dave was my inspiration to start the podcast. And I'm like, wow, I have a microphone in the Internet. This is cool. You know, so we all have something to offer and teach and be able to learn or entertain or broaden all of our horizons. And we look forward, Dave. We'll post the links in the show notes for Dave's graphic novel and his podcast as well, which is all about screenwriting and filmmaking. And then I am also working on a women in film podcast for all the women who work in the industry uh, specific to women. So Dave, what's your URL? You can find me at DaveBulls.com. B-U-L-L-I-S. Yep, that's it. Thank you very much, Michelle. Thank you very much, man. And I will talk to you soon. And I will look for your Dropbox links later in my broken email, which is another story. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. All right, man. Thank you so, so much. A anytime, Michelle. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Find us at M-I-C-H-E-L-E-thetrainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M-I-C-H-E-L-E-trainer on Twitter. 